0: My name is Daryl Temple, and uh, me and my lovely wife, who is up here in the front row with us worshiping, um, we have the privilege of leading this church. Um, and uh, if you're new here, as I see a lot of new faces, welcome. Uh, hopefully, we haven't scared you that much. Um, and uh, uh, we we promise the latter half will be better than the, the first, although that worship was pretty sick, huh? It's always good. You know, um, it's, it's funny. I've been praying some weird... I, I'm telling you, I'll be honest, I'm a little nervous right now because uh, when things like uh, what happened this morning happen, I get a little bit, you know, kind of caught off guard, you know, like, like a deer in headlights. You're like, oh, that wasn't supposed to happen. But as I was thinking um, at my seat uh, when the announcements were going, I was like, wow. I was just kind of meditating upon some of the prayers that I've prayed as of recently um, for our church. And I, I've been praying some pretty bold, kind of courageous not weird, but very daring prayers um, where I'm, I'm wanting to God, God to do some um, extraordinary things in our midst and even um, kind of allow us to get uncomfortable at some times, you know, along the way. Uh, and man, I had, I, I didn't know that that was gonna be for me this morning where I was gonna have to prepare some music and, and, and sing some songs on acoustic that wasn't plugged in and a microphone that, anyways. Um, but I, I'm just so grateful to God that he uh, puts us in those Places and those um, uh, situations where where you can actually see like the fruit of your prayer. Uh, Like I I was just thinking about some of the prayers that we prayed prior to even this moment downstairs with the media team, and I'm like, wow, God literally did just within the five seconds of after of us praying, He literally did what we were praying for. And so, man, you got to be careful what you ask for. You got to be careful. Um, for what you prayed. So now I'm kind of caught in a predicament where um, there's a part of me that now wants to go in a different direction than what I've prepared, you know? Because when God kind of shakes what you've prepared, you know, from the very beginning, you you don't know if you're like in a moment. you You don't know if like this is something that God is. Orchestrating and putting together. So I'm just trying to discern and forgive me if I come. I'm coming across a little bit lost because I am. I, I'm just a little bit lost inside of my head. And maybe it's probably best that we stick to the notes for today. Have some time to meditate and pray, and 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 then uh, deliver what I feel like God is speaking. Um, and just uh, in, in regards of what He, I believe, brought together just this morning. I believe that all that from that sound, you know. Glitching was all orchestrated by God. I mean, we say He's sovereign, right? I mean, you know, we, anyways, um, let's stick to the notes. Well, I I think it's going to, yeah, this is is the right thing to do. I'm feeling uh, that that direction. Um, We started a conversation last Sunday. Hopefully you were here. Actually, I'm judging by the size of this group. Most of you weren't. Um, And that's okay. Uh, We're coming back out of like the holiday funk, right? Uh, uh, Christmas is over, New Year's. We're in 2022 now. People are coming back to the city. Welcome. I hope you had a blessed time with family and friends celebrating Christmas and the holidays. Um, We started a conversation last week where we were kind of like asking the question, you know, in in the light of everything that's happening in culture, and I just I'll be very specific here. Let's uh, let's just talk about the pandemic, shall we? Everything that seems to be kind of um materializing coming together and affecting kind of the normality like right the, the normal kind of flow of life uh, what is like really the hope of the church in a season like we find ourselves in today is there any of course I'm sure I'm amongst people who say there is tons of hopes this is, the, this, this is a prime opportunity for the church to shine and share the gospel of Jesus Christ and to that I would agree but um, as I was thinking uh, about these two weeks on what to share, I, I was um, reminded of Jesus' words to Peter um, on the road uh, to. Well, I'm getting a little ahead of myself. I'd actually, oh, uh, Caesarea Philippi, uh, and where. Jesus was asking a pretty frank and, 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 and uh, you know, bold question. He said, who do you say that I am? And of course, they're going through this dialogue and Peter pipes up in, in Peter fashion and, and he, he calls it, he nails it, right? And, and Jesus says something uh, uh, so, I, I believe, um, just in a season like this gives me so much peace. These are where Jesus says the words, I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail. I love that you know Bethany and I are wanting to add on to our house if um, I think it was around November that we shared with the church that we are officially adopting. And um, which has been like, well, yeah, thank you. It's been a long time, but we're finally coming full circle. And as of the end of February, we'll have a new little one in our family. And uh, you know, and and as we're we're moving towards uh, the final kind of days and weeks before we bring this little boy home uh, to here to our house, we're we're starting to feel kind of like the smallness of our own abode. If you've been to my house, um, y- you know it's small. And and we're we're kind of like, okay, what does this mean? I mean, we already feel kind of cramped with just the three of us. And so maybe we should add on as someone might say, well, you should probably move. And I don't know. I just love my place so much. I love the area. I love uh, the community that we uh, live in. And and I just don't want to move. It's just, I love the place so much. And so we're thinking about adding on and I'm a bit apprehensive. Uh, when it comes to this I worked prior to uh, coming into full-time ministry I worked 14 years in construction my dad owned his own company and I worked for him for 14 years and I I know a lot about stuff which makes me real handy around the house but it also can make me real annoying to kind of like you know work with contractors right because I'm like that's not right you know whatever and so I'm I'm a bit apprehensive I want to find the right uh, company to do this work and um, let's just, uh, if you would, turn with, uh, with me to Matthew chapter 16. Let's, let's look at the story that I just referenced earlier as I'm kind of snapping into my notes here and out of everything that has transpired um, prior to this point. But in Matthew chapter 16, starting in verse 13, we read this. It says, now when Jesus came into the district of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, who do people say that I, the son of man is? And he said, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah and others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, but who do you say that I am? Simon Peter replied, you are the Christ, the son of God. And Jesus answered and said, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven has. And I tell you, you are Peter, And on this rock, I will build my church in the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Now that right there gives me a lot of peace, but let's just make some observations here. Do you know that in the New Testament, this is the first time the word church is used? Uh, I I kind of look at that as being quite significant, really, and even more so significant that it's coming from Jesus himself. For me, it kind of underscores a a, a future, uh, something that Jesus is going to do, because up until this point, what church kind of looks like um, with these disciples is just them following Jesus around from town to town, right? And Jesus is bringing to the word and, and, and they're adding disciples, but yet it's kind of this nomadic kind of uh, uh, version of Christianity, if you would. And they're just, yeah, they're just going from town to town following Jesus. But Jesus has something else in mind uh, here when he's talking to Peter. He, he's not just thinking like something that's just for Jews and just in the Middle East somewhere, you know, a small group of people kind of traveling around with him from place to place. He is thinking Thinking a global body made up of millions spanning the earth, and of course we see this. I mean, happen uh, very shortly after Christ's ascension in the Book of Acts, right? Uh, and I don't, and you know, we have to go through tons of text, but uh, I, I just want to kind of stay focused here. But but Jesus's intent is not for things to stay small at all, right? Um, ultimately, you know, the things that transpired in. Um, in in the book of Acts uh, compared to when Jesus was uh, with his disciples and going from town to town preaching the gospel and bringing the kingdom of heaven to earth. um, Prior to all of that, uh, you know, prior to the book of Acts, excuse me, happening, it was almost as if um, what was once a mom and pops like kind of corner store, like restaurant, maybe a a diner that you like to frequent. It has great pancakes or whatnot. That was like Jesus's brand of, of Christianity. And once Jesus ascended, it was kind of like that mom and pop's diner went like to some kind of global franchise that spanned like the globe. Right. And you, it's almost like McDonald's. You find it everywhere. And this is Christ's vision uh, for the church. And I think it's important uh, that that's, that's, that's kind of read into record um, today. Because sometimes I think, especially in the charismatic church, we just have this like, you know, idealism or this kind of uh, wishful thinking that things should just stay small. Like the good old days, like when Acts was happening and they went home to home, right? You know, Christ had something far bigger in mind and the home could not contain what Jesus had in mind. And certainly, it was a great starting point, but it's not the end, right, of where it's all going. And we see this even in our day. And, you know, I'm not necessarily trying to, you know, um, say that we just need big churches, you know. But God has a big vision in mind. And that is for his church to gain uh, traction and influence and spread the good news throughout the world. And so the church that Jesus built will not stay small, small. Uh, The church that Jesus builds will touch the ends of the earth. We see that. So when we think of Jesus' words, I will build my church, we need to think big. We need to think big. Jesus does not have a small uh, vision in mind when he says this to Peter. And fortunately for us, um, if I could get some water too, if anybody could find me. Uh, I probably need more than that. For some reason, I am dry. Um, Let me just, um, excuse me. This is so awkward. <laughs> hmm. the, the awkward thing is I, I drank so much prior to speaking. <laughs> um, so again, Jesus has something big in mind when he says, I will build a church. He says, Thank you for the shot glass, my friend. You might want to bring like five more. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. It's great. It's great. Jesus has a big vision in mind, Um, and something that comforts me is that uh, as much as we might think, like, if we just, like, personalize this, right, and we think of Hilltop Church, you know. Uh, obviously, the church is far bigger than this church. Clearly, um, but we just personalize this a bit. Sometimes we can make the misunderstanding that like, like Hilltop Church is Daryl and Bethany's church, right? You know, like it's 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 like it's their uh, church. God has given it to them, and there's some truth to that. But ultimately, the church is Jesus's church, right? And and He's the architect. He's the builder. He's the designer. He's the one who's doing the construction, so to speak. But He's more than just the one who's the art- architect. He's the foundation of the church and the head. And in the midst of a, a season that we find ourselves in like today with the pandemic, that is deeply comforting, you know, for me. It brings me a lot of peace because the things that Jesus does in the earth, he does good, he does great. And so I, I have a lot of peace in that. So Jesus declares himself to Peter to be the architect In this statement, he will build a church. He's not going to sub, you know, some details of this job out to some archangel. You know, he's not going to give some roles to the apostles and whatnot. He himself is overseeing the work of building his church. He is taking full responsibility of this task. Uh, I used to work, as I mentioned earlier, in construction, and there were certain details of the job um, that we would sub out. We would look for other companies to do the work that we were kind of hired to do in order to make the work go faster. And, you know, um, it, sometimes it was risky business. You just you never knew like what you were going to get in, in regards to the quality of craftsmanship. And, and, and I'll tell you, there, I could share some stories. There's <laughs> there crazy. Um, but with Jesus, we know what we're getting. Right? We know we're getting nothing but the best. Let's turn over our back just a couple chapters to Matthew chapter 7, 24 through 27. Here's Jesus saying, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house. But it did not fall because it had been founded, because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like this foolish man who built his house on sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell in a great fall it was. You know, it's interesting here that Jesus says uh, that the wise man builds his house upon the rock. And and to Jesus, he's that rock, right? But when you think about Jesus building the church, right, um, he's building it upon himself. Now, I may have not just really connected the dots, all that great for you, but, but Jesus in, in this case in building his global body, his church is building it upon himself. As I referenced earlier, he is that chief cornerstone as we'll get into later in the text. He is the very foundation of what this church is built upon and what the global body is built upon. It's not built upon Daryl and Bethany. Of course God has in his grace given us certain tasks to do certain responsibilities, a a, a vision. But yet, at the end of the day, we are not built upon Daryl and Bethany. We are built upon Christ, the rock. And so, and and, uh, and last that I know, he is the rock that cannot be shaken, right? And, and, And he's saying right here that he cannot be shaken, right? Christ is right here in Matthew 7 saying, hey, when the floods come, when the rains and the winds of adversity come, guess what? You're gonna stand, stand strong, stand brilliantly, right, when they come. And I, I can't think of a more appropriate season than the season that we find ourselves now, not that it's appropriate, appropriate, but that it gives us um, confidence and hope that, man, it, it, there's, there's such adversity coming uh, towards the church and, 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 and in the world via the pandemic and other things. But yet, and our hope stands strong, doesn't it? Because we are built upon a foundation that cannot be shaken, built upon christ so we know that this rock that jesus is referring to him is him is himself Um, and he is that rock that withstands the storms of adversity and that's what gives me great hope and should give you great hope in this season of uncertainty thirdly uh, moving as quickly as i can Uh, The hope of the church in these days lies within two things. Jesus is the builder. We touched upon that. And Jesus is the foundation of the church. Um, Not too long ago, before we uh, opened up our mission base over at the CBC um, here in Cambridge, we uh, were at this house off of uh, Western Avenue. I don't know. Anybody ever were part of those days when we were over at Western Avenue and that was like our prayer room and where our offices were located and we had some interns and whatnot living there? Um, There was this house that was next door to us that uh, I, I kind of... Uh, coined as like the, the animal or the critter house. I actually called it a bird house. Uh, let's just give you some context. It, it, it just was dilapidated. It was, the house was falling apart, just absolutely uh, neglected. Um, I think the man meant well, but he just didn't have the money to keep up with things and the needs of the house. I mean, there was like a tarp on the roof that was like caving in um, because it had just been there so long. The snow load, I think, just um, went right through the roof. I mean, you could literally see some of the t- Harp hanging through uh, a third-story window. Um, there was windows missing, complete windows missing. It was like a day like yesterday. We, you just would walk through like, oh, there's no window on that door. Like, how do they, how 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 they stay warm? And, and literally and during the summer, you could see like birds and critters and big rats and animals just come in and come out. Uh, and I kind of just coined it the birdhouse. Um, and the, the reason I'm bringing this up is I was amazed that that house over the years, and I mean years, that we were there, didn't just fall in on itself. Like, how did that structure not give way? That's the question I have. Um, and it was amazing to me. And, and what, I, what I found out that uh, uh, the reason for that is, is because the foundation was strong. It's interesting, as me and Bethany uh, seek out to um, add on to our home, um, one of the requirements of adding on to our home is that our foundation is strong and can handle building up and building out. And, um, I just, you know, kind of connecting that to, uh, the church, you know, of Jesus Christ, like we, we have a good foundation under our feet. Like, like there's no question, they, they make no question about it. I mean, we're, we're able to build, we're able to, um, uh, um, take on these days with hope and, and not be in despair and not be discouraged. Um, and it's because Jesus is our foundation, much like that house. I, I, I mean, I wish I had a picture. I wish I could throw it up you would be amazed that over the i don't how many years we're at that house like i want to say 12 13 years that's a long time um But it was amazing that that house just stood, and and it was interesting because people would come to our door and, and, you know, want some information about that house because, you know, just, I guess, um, real estate in Cambridge is just, it's really desirable, and they were asking questions. I'm like, what would you want with that house? Of course, I know that they're going to tear it down, Um, but I, I did meet with this one girl that was trying to get information, and she's like, I'm sure that foundation can be built upon. And I'm like, wow, I never thought of that. But as you get into it, and we're going to, and closing here, First Peter 2, 4 through 7, we read this. Man, I... As you come to him, him being Jesus, a living stone rejected by man, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourself, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house, to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For it stands in scriptures, behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. Now, there's a lot of moving parts in this text, but I just want to focus on this whole idea of the builder of the house becomes the cornerstone. Of course, he is speaking of Jesus, right? And... This is what gives me a great faith and I'm sorry to repeat this, but I think it's just so imperative as we head into the rest of the winter and kind of the uncertainty of what's happening in, in the world. And I even want to be more specifically with the pandemic is that Fortunately for us, we come from a long history of the church um, being pressed, being persecuted. Uh, We've we've come through. We have a history of um, of plagues and all sorts of things happening in the history of the church. And I can't help uh, but notice within the kind of uh, strand of that history that the church has been kind of that one institution. I'm sorry to use that word that has stood um, um, not just. Uh, surviving, but actually thriving (laughs) in some of the most uh, um, hardest circumstances and situations. And this is what I want uh, to us, to get a vision uh, for is that Hilltop Church is not great, even though you didn't really experience it today, because we have you know decent worship, you know, which which we didn't really experience it today. Uh, s- s- some decent preaching. Hilltop Church's greatness lies within uh, who is building us, uh, who our head is, and who our foundation is. And and and, and here's what it is uh, uh, through. Through pandemics and whatever else is thrown at the church in the world, the church will remain uh, strong and steady because of those things. Because Jesus is in the foundation. Jesus is in the leadership structure of it. And Jesus is in the uh, business of building up that church. (laughs) I'm trying. Which this gives me hope. And I'm hoping it gives you hope as well. I'm kind of scattered brain right now and I I hate to do this. It's because I have something like just um, kind of in my gut. I I, I just don't want to come across weird. Um, I don't know who it was that was crying out in the back during worship, but thank you, thank you. No, but no, thank you. Um, this is. I'm a bit scattered because, man, I I can't. I can't get something out of here. I don't know if you've been feeling this deep, guttural, like just need for Jesus, like just like like nothing else can. Satisfy. It's like, and that's why I was so. I'm sorry to get weird and all emotional. I know some of you are like, "Man, what is wrong with this church?" Uh, but, but this is the reason why I'm struggling through this, man. When, when, I didn't want to do this. When, when that music went out, man, I just got the sense that God is gonna bring us down. to to just rock bottom not in a bad sense but in the sense of what what we want most is not good music and and, and good preaching but we just want Jesus. And And I'm sorry for holding that in. I probably should have just went that route in the first place but But when we even think about surviving and thriving in these times, we're going to have to get a deep kind of guttural, like just deep in our belly, like nothing else will do, Jesus. Nothing else. I I mean, uh, you know, I, I don't want to go too far off the rails here. I really want to be sensitive, and I'm, you know, trying like a goon. But... But I, I, I don't even know where to go with this, really. And I'm, I, but I, I just, I feel like the one thing that's going to sustain us, obviously, these truths, as 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 weak as I tried to present that. But what's going to sustain us the most is knowing that nothing in this world can satisfy us. Nothing in this world can bring us contentment uh, and nothing is going to bring us peace when, when things are falling apart and there's rumors of this and that, and the pandemic and all these things are happening. There is nothing that's more that's going to anchor our souls and hearts and minds more than just Jesus and Jesus alone. Yeah. Uh, you know, part of... <laughs> part of me just remembered the old song we used to sing Back in, 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 the J, in the J-Hop days, in the 135 Western Avenue, it just was a simple little tune. It said, nothing else will satisfy. And that's exactly the way I feel. I feel like nothing else will satisfy yeah. this this deep longing in my gut other than Jesus and Jesus alone. And I, 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 I just feel like I want to to communicate that. I just want us to enter into a season of that. I I feel like that's why this this didn't work this morning. Because those are the moments that that the pressure is on. You're just like, whoa, like we don't have that security blanket, God. This was the way it worked in in the past and this is the way we need it to work now. And Jesus is like, no, no, I got something new for you. And it's not that what took place was all that new but it brought us to a place of making that decision will we press will we go and still worship god and still make our desire for him known or we would just like kind of go on with the program let's pray father i i i lift up uh, this church and i call it my own heart and i don't know what you're doing but i do know you're doing something and god i, I pray father that that that, that just that deep need that I feel uh, in my heart that others in this place would enter into that need. Maybe they're already there, God. I just pray, Lord, that you'd You'd, you'd encourage them, God, uh, to go deeper and to lay hold of you in ways that they have never laid hold to desire you in ways that they have never desired you before God, I just pray, Lord, that you'd awaken appetites for Jesus in this place, Lord, that you'd give us this hunger this this, 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 this deep in need for Christ that not, even, not food or entertainment God could 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 meet or or, or, or satisfy God, I pray Lord. That you'd, you'd give us that, that 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 sense, Lord. That oh, we just need Christ. We don't even know what that looks like. It's just it, the words that kind of come out of our mouth uh, when we feel like we've been reduced to nothing. Uh, Father, let those words come out. Give us Christ, Christ alone, God, Christ alone, God. And so deep in our affections and our our appetites, in Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. I feel, and and, you know, it's funny. It's it's like the season where a lot of people come back to church, you know. And um, of course, um, a lot of you guys back from the holidays. And and, you know, interestingly enough, this is the way the service goes. But I feel like God has given us a moment, maybe, to um, lay a hold of Him in in a way that we have not laid hold of Him in the past. And so, this is what I want to do. I'm going to close out the service and, uh, but I'm going to remain up at this altar and I'm just going to get on my knees and pray and just confess that longing a little more, uh, for Christ. Uh, and if you want to come and join me, um, come and join me. If you feel like any of this resonated, especially towards the end, you just want to make more space and have a deeper desire. For Jesus and the things of God, I want you to come up and just pray, just kneel with me no, no one's going to pray for you we 're just going to create an altar of just longing for God if that makes sense i i 'm sure for some of you it does and maybe for others it doesn't um, but uh, let 's close this service out and and, and do that i don 't even want to play music i i, I don 't want music in the background I just I just want to take some time and- <laughs> and call out to God. And if you want to do that with me, I'll be here. Father, we thank you for this precious people. And uh, God, as crazy as this service has been, (laughs) and even in my own heart, God, I thank you for creating this craziness, God. And I thank you for giving us an opportunity um, to lay hold of you in ways that we have not laid hold of you before. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. So the altar's open, um, no pressure. There is absolutely no pressure at all. Um, but hey, if we haven't scared you too much too, there's this info center. Some cool people would love to get to know you um, and and get some information and meet you um, if you wanna get some more information about this church. Uh, church, be blessed. We love you and we'll see you next Sunday.